passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. So let's flip it now to the offensive side of the ball because we're 25 minutes into the show. Oh, and dear. Somehow we've only talked about the defense, which is on, on par for us, I think. On par. <laughs> if you listen to our show, you're, you're used to this. But um, didn't realize, I guess, what the departures of Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb would do for the wide receiver room. Until I really took a look at the depth chart, you've got obviously we're excited, right? Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs are going to have really nice second year leaps. It sounds like you know there's been reports that they're flying out to California to throw and you know catch passes from Jordan Love, which is really exciting, which is really which cool. To love. Think about. But Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Samori Toure are your your starting three basically on offense at this point in the wide receiver room. The depth there is Bo Melton, who was a seventh-round pick from the Seahawks. It feels like it's a Seahawks podcast today. And then Jeff Cotton, who played one offensive snap for the Jaguars in 2021 and hasn't played since. <laughs> so that's your depth. He sounds like a made-up person. <laughs> he sounds like a Madden creative player. Yeah, he sounds like he should be in Forrest Gump. Okay. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, here, here, this is the thing. Like... They've done so much. This is the same conversation we just had with defensive line. You've got your stars or you've got your, your main focal points. And then all of a sudden your role players are now gone. And I, I mean, I would say always draft wide receivers, yes. but again, rookie wide receivers are really hit or miss. And it totally depends on kind of, how much development they were able to do and what kind of program they were at and what they were asked to do in college. And there's so many variables there that it's hard to imagine a rookie. You really look how long it took Christian Watson to get, to get to where he was in the middle of the season slot 
slot um, wide receiver to me should be like very high in this Tank list. Dell. I think it's a super, super, super sneaky, like super need, right? Because you lost print both your slot guys, right? Randall Cobb, obviously, and I'm not talking about Amari Rogers. They used <laughs> Alan Lazard all the time in the slot as a big, like move kind of tight end slot guy. So he did so much. I think it's like qu- going to be quietly very underrated losing him it this is. season. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, you know, you you can't run an effective NFL offense anymore without a slot guy. And maybe there's someone in for agency, but you're going to have to draft someone. I'm glad that you said that, Perry Goldstein, because I did find someone in free agency that I was Who is it, Maggie? It's Marquise Goodwin. And I know we don't have this scripted, just saying. <laughs> I know just... that he's 32, but he is absolutely an ideal slot receiver. Dude has blazing speed still at 32 years old. Played 13 games for Seattle, started two games, but he had 387 yards, 27 receptions, and four touchdowns with 114 yards coming after the catch, which you know is something that Matt LaFleur just idolizes and looks for in his receivers. He had a 140. 15.9 passer rating when he was targeted, which was the highest of his career. And he played on 51% of offensive snaps. So again, you're not looking for like somebody to come in and be an every snap guy. You're looking to replace the snaps of Randall Cobb. And Randall yes. Cobb is not coming back to the Packers, but he played, I, I want to say it was in the, the high 40s percentage of snaps for this offense. And I agree with you that Alan Lazard is, you know, going to be an underrated loss, but give me Marquise Goodwin and then draft a couple more wide receivers. And I think that room with Jordan Love is going to thrive. I love that you came ready. I also am a huge (laughs) Marquise Goodwin fan, mostly for a lot of his off-the-field kind of – what's the word I'm looking for? Not philanthropy, but advocacy, I guess. He's a really, really, really good dude. Just like a – there's a really big vet hole on the offensive side of the ball right now. It's pretty much just Aaron Jones and David Bakhtiari and some of the offensive linemen, right? You're looking for someone to not just come in and perform on the field because obviously we need that 51% of snaps, a perfect role player. That's everything that you need, but you need some maturity in that room, right? You, You absolutely need someone who's been there, who's done that. And who fits the mold of a Packers player, a locker room guy. And he absolutely, absolutely is that. And I don't think that he would garner too high of a contract. So, Goot, if you're listening to this. <laughs> if you listen to Packers, we found, said. <laughs> we found you a solution. We're here. We're all about solutions on the Packs What She Said podcast. I was going to say, we've given him a lot of options. So, hopefully mm-hmm. he takes one or two of them. Yeah, Randall Cobb played 44% of snaps. So, perfect. Look at that. Exactly. And then Um, you can draft someone, right, and figure out where they go. Now, question for you, because this has been all over the timeline, and I definitely have an answer, but I'm curious, like, do you think they use pick 15 to take an offensive weapon? Maybe Maybe not a wide receiver, but, like, either wide receiver, tight end. I think, like... My my Packers brain could see Brian Gutekunst taking a tight end at 15 to give Jordan Love a weapon, which will just completely blow up Twitter for starters. If he gets if he gets, you know, Love a weapon at 15, 
it's going to blow up Twitter. But then my rational take brain says it's going to be an edge rusher or a corner. So I guess like I, I won't be surprised at all if they take a pass catcher, if it's like, you know, the, the wide receiver out of TCU, love it. Not going to be upset by it. If it's Michael Myers from Notre Dame, not going to be upset by it, but I just, I think that it would shock me so much that I think it's just going to be an edge or a corner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I would be shocked like truly shocked if they did that. Um, not for any of the narrative purposes, just because it's just not something that the Packers do. Um, could I see, and this all depends on what they get back for Aaron Rodgers, right? But in my realistic mind, the Packers get some kind of second round pick in this draft. They then have pick 15 a second round pick and I think it's pick 45 so that's a lot of top 50 capital theoretically to kind of move around so while I can't see the Packers taking a pass catcher with 15 I can see them taking one later in the first round or moving up in the second round and taking one there because we haven't gotten to the tight end position so we can seg into this but either wide receiver or tight end are huge needs. And I don't even think we need to say why tight end is a huge need because they literally have Josiah DeGuara and an empty room. Oh, I'm sorry. They signed back Tyler Davis. So between what we just talked about and now this tight end group, it would behoove them to use one of those premium picks on a pass catcher because then you round things out with, you know, two guys in their second year who I think are going to be a great tandem after what we saw in their rookie season, a young tight end. And this is the season to take a tight end. Like you want (laughs) like a good year, good year to need potentially multiple. Um, And then you've got yourself in a pretty nice position. Now, another thing I have been thinking about too, and I want your thoughts on, this draft, you know, scenario, and this really turned into a draft show and not a free agent show, which I think is funny. Um, but like, I don't know, the Packers could still be thinking long-term in this draft. Like, I think going into 2023, it's fair to say the Packers are probably not going to be good and they're definitely not going to be contenders. And I don't think we should expect that. So it's okay to look at this and say, well, it takes a couple of years for tight ends to acclimate to the NFL. Yeah, guess what? The Packers aren't probably going to be good at best, best case scenario, 2024. So I think it's okay if they use top capital to take a pass catcher, especially a tight end, because they know we're not really going to need, like we're going to need you at your best in a couple of seasons when we know we're actually going to be contenders. Thoughts? Maybe it's my beer. But my thought is that the the Bears made the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. So I think that anything is possible in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Homer. But no, I mean, I think like if we talk about like the building blocks on the defensive side of the ball, I think the offense is the really big question here. And obviously, duh, you're switching quarterbacks. But I think going to Jordan Love, like you said, definitely changes the strategy a little bit, especially if you think Jordan Love can be the guy. He's not just, you know, it's not really like a one-year deal. 
if if you're shipping off Aaron Rodgers and you think Jordan Love is going to be the guy, then you're giving yourself, you're opening the window back up and you're saying, hey, right. we can give these time three or four years to develop. If Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback for the Packers, I think this draft looks entirely different. But I still think, I don't think the Packers are going to be the worst team in the division in 2023. I'll say that. I agree with you. But I totally agree with what you're saying with this is not like we're holding the window open. We're in win now mode. Like the Packers can allow themselves to think of these picks in a bit of a like a longer time frame and say, like, it's okay if we take someone a little bit more developmental. It's okay if we decide we take, you know, a tight end that like a Devontae Wyatt situation where maybe he only plays like 25 percent of snaps or he's not like the guy now but we know that our window is open for at least two to three seasons so you know we can we can I was gonna say draft our strategy (laughs) draft our strategy in that way right I think it would you're so right if it was Aaron Rodgers like we need guys who can contribute now Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I do have a question, though, while we're talking about wide receivers and tight ends. Do you think that you need a veteran in those rooms? Or do you think the Packers could go into the season with Josiah DeGuara as TE1 and Christian Watson as wide receiver one? And can you see a scenario where that's okay? Or is, in your opinion, do you need more leadership and more vet presence in those locker rooms? Mm, That's an interesting question. Do I think that the Packers would be okay with Josiah DeGuara as tight end one and Christian Watson as wide receiver one? Yeah, I do. Because Jordan Love has really good chemistry with Josiah. I actually think more than Rodgers ever had. And Christian Watson looked like a star last year. There's enough vet presence in the locker room as a whole in my mind that I think this team will be okay. You've got it's heavy on the defense. So I think there is something to be said for having someone on the offensive side of the ball. Again, let's not discredit like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are a hundred percent, those guys. And I think they're great, great leaders, but I don't know. I'm kind of excited at the prospect of the Packers being super young. I, I just think it's, it's really exciting to have a really young team who can kind of figure themselves out and, you know, Aaron Nagler said this the other day, and it's something that I want to reiterate. It's like, it's time for new Packers fans to, or young Packers fans to find their new heroes. And I just think it's just such a good, succinct way of saying like, we're turning over a new leaf. And if they don't have the vet, someone's going to step up into that role. And maybe having that void open and allowing someone to do that is a good thing for this team in the long run. Yeah. And I, I, I was just curious. So I looked up on the Packers website, their roster. We're assuming Mason Crosby comes back at this point. But if Mason Crosby, for whatever reason, doesn't re-sign with the Packers, the oldest player on the roster will be Pat O'Donnell, the punter, who is 32. Otherwise, it's David Bakhtiari, who's 31. 
Yeah. So <laughs> there's a, there's yeah. a shift. And I think that yeah. happens when you have young quarterbacks. Yeah. And again, like I'm excited to see how Jordan steps into that QB one role. So right. not that I, I, like I said before, I think there's very much something to be said for having a vet in a room with a bunch of young guys, but I do also think without one allowing your QB one to grow into that leadership role, he's not a vet, but he's also not a rookie, right? This will be year four. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's been in the league and uh, I think he deserves like the, the wiggle room to, to become that guy. I agree. And I, I agree with you that I think, you know, Josiah DeGuara is going to, going to take a leap there. I will say, I didn't really, you know, I, I don't know if there's any free agent tight ends that really would have moved the needle for the Packers. You could argue like Dalton Schultz would have. That there's a couple guys that one. maybe would have. Austin Hooper, yeah. I kind of like from the Titans. I thought he played well with the Falcons and then had a couple okay seasons with Cleveland. Um, but I feel like the move is going to be somebody more like Drew Sample, who is basically a blocking tight end for the Bengals. So mm. Packer fans, if you're listening to this and the Packers signed Drew Sample on like a one-year, two-year deal, He's going to be your blocking tight end. Like that's a very goot front office kind of move to give the room some veteran presence without actually taking that many offensive snaps. So I'm glad you say that because my guy is Foster Moreau. Didn't he visit the Bengals actually? Like in, recently, the same, I think? in the same vein. Well, if that's the case, then we'll just do a little three-way swap. Because <laughs> Mercedes um, Lewis is probably going to go to the Raiders. Or the Jets, probably the Jets, but might go to the Raiders. Yes. So yeah, let's just make a triangle. I guess there it does look like Foster Moreau. Oh, because he he played, he went to LSU. So he's a Joe Burrow man's. Makes sense. It does make sense. I like that fit for them, but would have liked it more for the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> you think you think that Mercedes Lewis is gone? I would love for Mercedes Lewis to come back. And I think that the Packers front office and the coaching staff would just completely welcome him with like the most open arms. But I think that he wants to be where Rogers is or yeah. like Devante. Like, I think he wants to be around his guys and, you know, at 39 years old, I don't blame him. Like I would love to have him back in green Bay. I just don't see him wanting to return to green Bay. Yeah. I would say as like talking about that presence, <laughs> nobody better there's just nobody better and Matt LaFleur freaking loves him but I agree with you any other thoughts before we wrap this one it's getting kind of long but yeah I think again a lot of this is contingent upon what a trade with the Jets looks like I know you know Packer fans want some of the Jets safeties wide receivers whatever happens we're not going to know until all that pen is to paper and Hopefully that happens before the draft. I think it kind of has to, given, you know, the compensation that would be traded. But it's hard to know what the Packers are going to do until we find out what they're getting for Aaron Rodgers. It is true. This was fun. Um, I think this was a nice transition episode to get us, like, really in draft mode. Um, I don't know about you, but I've had a really hard time getting in the draft mindset this season. It's just been not at the forefront of, of, There's of, nothing else going on. I don't know how you're having a hard time I getting know. into it. Um, but now I feel like we're almost there. We're about a month out. It's time to take a look, sees at these guys. I don't yet have a draft crush, so we will develop one in the next, next month. I will say, not that like this is 
you know, some otherworldly unique take, but like, I freaking love JSN. <laughs> like if they took him at 15, I'd be ecstatic. But again, okay. that's a very mainstream, very mainstream uh, opinion. But I guess the next month or so, welcome to the draft show. Yeah. Until we hear uh, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, it's it's all draft content here at Pax What She Said. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. That'll do it for us this week. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. We appreciate you always listening, downloading the show, subscribing, interacting with us on Twitter, everything you do that makes us love what we do. Um, and as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.